Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Jesus said, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. When I ran cross-country at Concordia, our coach would instruct us to visualize our race the night before. This was especially easy when we had home races because, well, we knew the course. We would would mentally go through our entire race, thinking about the turns, the hard uphill parts, thinking about going the correct pace at the correct time, thinking about pushing through your tired legs at the end to try to get some sort of sprint. We would even think about running with our teammates, who you're going to see, who you're going to pass. Now, thinking through the race mentally, preparing yourself, would make the race, your goal, seem possible. It would make your high and lofty goal seem accomplishable. Perhaps it would even make it seem easy. Because you, well, you would know what to expect. Nothing would take you by surprise. In our gospel reading for today, people have been taken by surprise. The people of Galilee to whom Jesus was preaching were surprised by the Messiah that had come to them. This Jesus is not the one that they expected. Jesus compares the people of Galilee to little children. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. Jesus was not being the Savior, the Messiah that they imagined. The Jesus that they envisioned, the one that they expected. In fact, if we look back a few verses before our reading, we see that not even John the Baptist expected this Jesus. John preached repentance. John preached that the kingdom of God was at hand. God was coming and he was bringing with him vengeance. And so when John learns what Jesus was doing, When he learns that Jesus is bringing down no fire, he sends his disciples, while John is in prison, to check him out. 
to ask him if he really is the Christ, or if they should keep waiting for someone who is stronger. He was not the Jesus that John expected. And what do the people do with an unexpected Jesus? Well, at first, of course, they try to fit him into their idea of the way that he should look, the way that he should act. He becomes a miracle worker, a sideshow, to many people as they chase him around. But, all of a sudden, well, the miracles seem to stop. All of a sudden, there are no more mass feedings. Now he is only teaching his disciples. Or some of the people, of course, wanted him to be a military leader. Someone who would come and who would, and who would lead them in their fight against the Romans. But he tells them to submit to the government, to pay their taxes. And when it becomes apparent that they will not be able to change Jesus, that they cannot fit him into their, into their box, into their idea of who he should be, well, they toss him aside and they crucify him. Today, people are still trying to change who Jesus is. They are trying to impose their own expectation on him. Some want to think of him as a moral teacher, someone who teaches you the right way to live. Just follow him and everything will go right in your life. And when they do follow him, and their problems don't disappear, or their life even seems to get harder, well, they toss him aside. Others view him as a great therapist, someone who is there to make them feel better. Church itself becomes a therapeutic experience. The only point of coming is to feel different, to feel better. The temptation in this, of course, is to avoid the law, to ignore the hard sayings of Christ, and focus instead on love and peace. And soon enough, when the law does come, when Jesus convicts them, they too go the way of the people, and they get rid of Jesus in favor of more tolerant doctrine. Still, others want to use him to support their political views. They turn him into the God of the Republican Party or the God of the Democratic Party. And in doing so, they turn the Bible and his preaching into a cafeteria, picking this or picking that, but ignoring this and ignoring that. And soon enough, it's no longer Jesus that they are following, but instead they are following their own political agenda or their own heart. And that really is the issue at hand. We want a God, a Jesus, who fits into our view 
for our life. And in reality, we want to be our own God. We want Jesus to be ourself. We try desperately to impose our human reason onto God instead of listening to what God says about Himself. Instead of focusing on the Word. And if there is any festival in the church year that wants us to focus on the Word, it is Reformation. Focusing on the Word, focusing on how God talks about Himself, is at the very heart of the Reformation. Scripture interprets Scripture. The Word interprets the Word. God reveals to us what He desires to reveal. As Lutherans, we do not need to go the way of so many other denominations. We do not need to look at everything through the eyes of human reason or through philosophy because human reason is flawed. God's ways are higher than our ways. And while our tradition, our history, is a great gift, we do not say that it has the same authority as Scripture. The Reformation has allowed us to reclaim a great gift. We are free to look at the Word of God and see how God describes Himself. We are free to see Jesus as more than a teacher or a therapist or a philosopher or even a prophet. We are free to see Him as He wants us to see Him, as the crucified, suffering Son of God who died on the cross to to take away our sins. The Son of God to whom all authority on heaven and on earth has been given. And the Son of God who rose from the dead. We are free from rationalizing His decision to die on the cross for our sins. We are free to look at the amazing gift of life and salvation and to simply be thankful. We don't need to figure out how to earn it because we know that it is a gift which has been given to us. We can take the Word of God seriously when He says that this is my body. We can take it as His body. And when the Bible tells us that the world was created in six days, we don't need to explain it through the eyes of science or reason. We can take it as God's Word. As Lutherans, we can trust God's Word no matter what. Because as Jesus said in our reading for today, wisdom is justified by her deeds. The wisdom of God is Jesus Christ and his work on earth, his preaching, his teaching, it was all justified when he rose from the dead. In his resurrection, we have proof that our sins are forgiven. We have proof that what he said was true and is true 
today. Your sins are forgiven. Your guilt is removed. No matter how many times you try to define Jesus by your own ideas, He will forgive you. No matter how many times in college we would visualize a race, something would inevitably, inevitably yeah, <laughs> go wrong. It would be colder, wetter, my legs might be sore, sorer than I expected, or even just my will would not be strong enough to do what I intended to do. No matter how hard I tried, the race would always go differently than I envisioned. And so too it is with Christ. On this side of eternity, there will always be things of God that we will not understand. And so, we too, with the Reformers, must continue to flee to His Word, to take Him as He is, to cling to Jesus, to cling to the Jesus who keeps His Word, who will one day return as the first fruits of the resurrection and will raise you and I up as well. On that day, we will meet Him face to face, and there will be no more confusion, no pain, no death, no suffering. On that day, we will truly know Jesus as He is. In the name of Jesus, Amen.